Hey, this is Kevin. And this is Carissa. Today we're going to tackle a question about why Christians seem to care about politics more than they care about God. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome back to the table. This is Kevin. I'm with my wife, Carissa, and we're excited to bring another question to you today on our Table Talk Tuesday. Carissa, you want to read our question today? Yeah, so today's question, we actually got a few surrounding this topic. Um, Just asking a couple of different ways, but all essentially asking the same thing. And it says, why do Christians seem to care more about politics than God? And so I thought that was pretty relevant for today um, to discuss. We have, you know, social media, that's all you hear about. You get on, you see Trump this or Biden this or Kamala Harris this. You know, that's that seems to be the number one topic. Yeah, and it's... To me, it's it's very much heartbreaking to me that Christians aren't seen really in the image of God. They're seen in the image of a president or a political party. And uh, it's, it's heartbreaking to me as a pastor. It's heartbreaking to me as a Christian. Um, but we're going to try to answer that question. And I've, I've written down several things. Carissa might have some more to add. Uh, so we're going to dive right in to try to answer this question. I first want to say that I think it is a problem. I think it's a very big problem because we're not we're not called to follow a political party. We're called to follow Jesus. Um, and I want to tell the person that asked this to, to beware because not everyone that claims to be a Christian is a Christian. As a matter of fact, I would say if you go to any political rally, I would... I mean, it doesn't matter Republican or Democrat. I could tell you a lot of people that are claiming to be Christians know about Jesus but don't know Jesus personally. You know, I thought about whenever I read this question. This question, it could have come from a Christian or somebody that's non-Christian just because of the way it's um, worded. You know, it says, why why do Christians seem to care more about politics than God? This could be from somebody like us that see a see fellow Christians and are greatly disheartened over the um, idolization of politics over Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I make that comment about Christians because Jesus did. I mean, even Jesus in Matthew seven twenty one, he said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, Have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So Jesus acknowledged not everybody who claims to be a follower of him is a follower of him. So that's number one. So just let me throw that out there, number one. So now let's talk about the Christians who seem to care more about politics than God. And for me, I think the why, the primarily why, is not about anything but specifically about social issues. There are several social issues that are very hot-button topics. There's very uh, there's social issues that are very important to me as a Christian. And I'm going to go through just a few of them. And it's, they're divisive in our culture today, but for Christians, they're very, very important to us. Uh, the first, the first is the Christian view on abortion. Now, Christians view 
Every Christian I know that believes in the Bible views elective abortion as murder. So I just would ask the listener, ask the question, ask, ask her, if you knew that babies were being murdered, and that was your biblical strongest conviction, wouldn't you do anything you could to stop it? I mean, if you really, really, truly believe that, wouldn't you do anything you could to stop that? And Christians believe this because we believe the Bible is true. I'll let Carissa read uh, a verse or two about this hot-button issue. Yeah, you know, we all know the verses, or most of us, I guess I shouldn't make any assumptions, but, you know, some of our favorites as pro-life Christians that we like to defend against abortion um, is in Jeremiah 1.5, before I... You were formed in the your mother's womb. I knew you. You look in Psalms 139, verse 13. For you formed my inwards parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. And I love these verses because, you know, every life matters to God. Uh, he has a plan for every life. And it starts before we're even conce- uh, before they were even conceived, you know. I love my children and um, care for them deeply. And I, you know, if you know us personally, you know that it took us several, several years to conceive our firstborn. And um, I just, you know, when I study the Bible, I just, there's so many nights I laid awake and I wondered, you know, why can't we have children? God, what is your plan? But, you know, he had a plan for, for, our, for our son long before you know, he was conceived during all those years of me wondering why he knew. You know, he had a plan for Jeremiah before I was conceived. You know, it's just incredible when you think about that. And to think that men, or I say men, you know, men or women, think that we should have the power to determine whether a life um, is valuable or not, to me, that's just inconceivable. Yeah, and I mean, this... This is literally a life or death issue, and it's for a Christian. That's that that brings about passion. And James, it, it says that true Christianity is about taking care of the widows and orphans. So, hey, Christians, we want to take care of orphans. If if a baby is born without a family, there's Christian adoption agencies. We want to be there for them. We want the choice to be life. Once they're here, you know, the work doesn't stop. Yeah, we need to continue to take care of these lives and um help them to grow there's so much so much so many families and broken homes out broken families and broken homes out there and we we need to continue to love on them and show christ and just you know once they get to earth you know our job is not is not done just because we saved them from an elective abortion you know our job continues we need to continue to share jesus christ with them So in my view, that is probably the number one reason why social issue, why Christians are so engaged in politics in the day. Um, I mean, and even science, you know, I think every science study shows that, hey, babies can feel in their mom and all that. And here's the thing. There is only there's only one political party right now that seems to to even care about these issues. So that party that that engages on pro-life issues the Christians are going to flock to, and they're going to be passionate about it. Uh, and then on the other side, there's no, there's no middle ground. They want, they want abortion legal all the way 40-plus weeks, no restrictions whatsoever. 
and it just it gets Christians upset, so that's one reason. So that's social reason number one. Social reason number two, and this is changing a little bit, but really social issue number two, I believe, is marriage. Uh, marriage between one man and one woman till death do you part. Um, and people don't, people don't really realize why this is a big deal for Christians. For a true Bible-believing Christian, it's not because we don't like gay people or homosexuals or somebody that identifies different than us. It's because marriage is viewed so highly in the Bible. And not only is it viewed highly in the Bible, Jesus compares marriage to him and his church. Yeah, well, you know, we, we are the bride. We're the bride. <laughs> and, and we're not just talking about homosexual marriage here. We're talking about, you know, marriages that end in divorce. We're talking about anything outside of one man and one woman. Um, just to give you just a few examples, in Ephesians 5, that I think we read it last week, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Uh, in Revelation, it talks about the the marriage supper of the Lamb. Um, and, you yeah, know... But if you look, at, like, in uh, Titus, you know, same thing. Husbands of one, wives, it's, the, it's common. It's, it's uh, consistent throughout of one man, one woman. There's never... Um, options outside of that realm. I mean, it, yeah, there was pretty clear. There was cultural things in the Old Testament, but that was, I think it's clear for anybody that believes the Bible, God's intents, one man, one woman. Uh, and, you know, to me, marriage is a biblical definition, uh, and we think, you know, when we try to redefine that, it gets it gets messy, and I think we're seeing the results of that today. Well, we've made it become more legal than it is a covenant. Between yeah. the couple and God, we've really made it just some legality issues of a piece of paper. And, yeah. and hey, and listen. You know, somebody that can marry you. And me as a pastor, I'm worried that the day could come that I could be punished or my church could be punished for refusing to marry a same-sex couple. And I probably would already be viewed as a hateful bigot for not doing so, for just holding to biblical truths. And I don't like that. It breaks my heart. Now, on this issue, it used to be only one side cared about that. When Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton ran for president together, they both said that they viewed marriage to be between one man and one woman. They changed their view, and as far as I know, Donald Trump changed or did not change his view. He views homosexual marriage as okay, too. But marriage is a hot-button social issue amongst evangelical Christians. Um, then we go down the list, and I, I think these... These last three aren't really aren't really issues or talking points of platforms, but it's how we feel as Christians. Um, I think there's there's one political party that seems to view that the that the Bible, the Holy Bible that we believe is inerrant and inspired, is just wrong. That we've been reading it wrong, we've misunderstood, or that it should change. Um, you know, thoughts like there's there's not more than one gender or thoughts that God has a different idea about things. And Christians are worried that the Bible itself could be labeled as hate speech. Going back to what we read last week, hey, wives, be submissive to your husbands. Are you kidding me? They think that is a hateful, hateful thing to say. Uh, the idea that we're made in the image of God, the idea that everything in the Bible is just, is just taboo and that it worries us, it scares us. 
Uh, and that makes us want to get in political circles and talk about these things. And, you know, we don't like being branded as, as hateful. We don't like, you know, it's, it's not my fault that the Bible considers homosexuality a sin. It's not my fault that the Bible calls things like abortion a sin. And it's not my fault that God is a righteous judge. But we have to hold true to what the Bible says. And Christians are not going to bend on that. We can't bend on that. And lastly, I would say in today's time, one thing that gets under my skin and I think under a lot of people's skin is, is just the way we're looked at in today's time. And, you know, we're, we're not prejudiced people. We're loving people. And we, we just we get uneasy about those sort of things. And Christians... Many Christians today feel the only thing they can do is vote and support his or her candidate. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, I think there's a political party that takes advantage of Christians over this. They know how we feel. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Christians, you, you cannot legislate sin. No matter how hard you try, people, people have been sinning from, since Adam and Eve, before there was a government. It, it just, it happened, so, I was listening to a sermon and, you know, you have to continue to preach the gospel. When you change hearts and change lives, these things fall into place because their lives have been changed. They re- read and view the Bible as true and they want to uphold the values that are taught in it. And so, Kevin probably could help me out I, I know what I'm wanting to say but anyway so let's not bend from that continue to preach God and allow him to speak to people when their hearts are changed and things will happen um from there okay so I said at the beginning of this it breaks my heart it breaks my heart that these questions are asked it breaks my heart that people are looking at Christians and saying yeah you care more about this political issue than you do about the Bible so yeah I'm going to tell you what I think the problem is. Why are Christians viewed this way? Why are Christians seem to care more about politics than about God? And I'm going to tell you, I think the problem is misplaced priorities. Christians are spending a lot more time watching Fox News or any kind of news or on the Internet than they are in church. They're spending a lot more time on YouTube than they are listening to a pastor. They're spending a lot more time with worldly friends than with godly friends. They're spending a lot more time you know, reading things than reading the Bible. And it comes down to this, it's misplaced priorities. The greatest task is not to vote for the Christian. It's not to speak up for a candidate. It's not to speak against abortion. It's to stand up and follow Jesus. And unfortunately, I think Christians seem to have forgot their first love. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think about this. If if you... um needed to lose 25 pounds if you were only going to the gym once a week you're not going to see any results so we need to be in the word every day and uh listening more to god and what he has to tell us than anything else you know being spiritually fit is more important than being physically fit and so the but the concept's the same the more you work out you know, the better you're going to be. I mentioned the verse last week. It's so good in Romans 12. You know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
That is the same thing. Continue to stay in the Word so that you can grow, so that you can produce spiritual results. And that way, you know, you're not for you're not forgetting your first love. It's it's easy to get lax and to just get into the slump of just going on Sundays and not remembering what the true priority is. Yeah, and this is mentioned in Revelation 2.4. Jesus said, I have this against you. You've forgotten your first love. Nothing wrong with voting. Nothing wrong with supporting your candidate for president. But your first love is Jesus. That's your first love. So let's move in. I hope you've seen our belief about what the problem is, why Christians believe that way they do. So let's say you're a Christian, you're listening to this, you're like us, you don't want to be viewed this way, you want to make a difference. You you really you want to see these things go down like abortion. I would argue there's a better way. There's a better way than voting. Um, I think a way to apply this, you can look in Philippians 2, verse 12. It says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my present only, but how much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So I take that, work out your own salvation. If you're a Christian and you want to change this view on Christians and Christianity, you need to make sure your first love is Jesus and work out your own salvation. Let God's Holy Spirit be your God. Somebody I, I know, somebody I heard speak one time, he told me, and listen, this was a good man, a very devout Christian man, very searched in the scriptures, very, very much pro-life. He's adopted several kids, and he said, that he could not vote for Donald Trump because of the comments that, that he made on tape. And his reason for doing that is because he knew that he had to give an account on Judgment Day. And and he just didn't feel led to do it. And I respect that. So let the Holy Spirit be your God in whatever decision you make to who to vote for, to what policies to stand up and speak about. And... Whether you're a Republican or Democrat, make your first love Jesus and be ready to give an account for your actions. Um, that's how we change the world. You know, most people don't realize, you know, Christians are really quick to talk about Obama and all how bad it is, but abortions actually went down. And I don't think it was because of the president. I think it's because of Christians stepping up and offering love to other people. So Christian, sure vote, sure campaign, do whatever you want to do. Run for office, that's fine, but make sure your first love is Jesus. Share with the pregnant mom that doesn't know what to do. Share Jesus with her. Because if her heart has changed, she's going to view abortion as wrong. Um, so change hearts. You change, it's going to change more than voting against things. If marriage is that important to you, then step up and fight for your wife. Love your husband. Love your children. You need to be, you need to love your children and show that their lives matter. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we're out there preaching, you know, one woman, one, uh, but marriage is between one man and one woman, but then things go bad and we're leaving each other and divorces are skyrocketing well that's not showing that it's very important yeah. 
you fight for what you love for. So, or what about this? Marriage is so important, but I'm just going to go shack up with my girlfriend. That's that's just as wrong, folks. I mean, we need to practice what we preach. And people are watching. People are upset that they see one thing and somebody's doing something else. That's not to say that Christians are perfect. That's not to say that you can't be forgiven and start over. But we need to practice what we preach. That's how we change the world. That's how we change policies. It's by, it's by loving Jesus first, and then everything else will fall into place. I hope we've answered your question. Uh, I don't think I've got anything else to change on the subject. We'll try to answer the other question related to this in the future. Uh, but send us your questions, and this is one of my favorite times of the week. Yeah, um, so if you if you feel like we didn't answer it as much as or as well or maybe we didn't quite hint on what you were looking for write to us again let us know um, clarify or give us a little more information of what you're um looking for so uh yeah thanks for joining us this week have a good week and we'll see you next tuesday